Hello, everybody. Welcome to Big in the USA, where we just goof off, talk about real things in life. Please leave any comments below and just have a good time if you happen to catch us. I know I only have like 25 followers, but maybe we can change that. There's still hope. What do you know? So I am Sassy Biggins, and this is Ralph Muggenthaler. Ralph. <laughs> you got to say that 10 times fast. Okay, today's subject is general employment. Normally, I drive for Lyft, and I am pretending that I can find a new job and that my resume has been put through a cheese grater, and then all the fun things that come along with that. And you've had how many different types of jobs, Ralph? Mm. You've cooked, you've driven truck, nice. you're not doing medical yeah. billing. And I also moonlight as a webmaster for a few nonprofit organizations. So you get round, as they say. Yeah, I'm not good at any of them, but I do them all. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just be happy to find that. Sent a lady a resume today, and I still haven't heard back from her. She said she'd called us up an interview, and I still don't have that interview. But they said it was a nice admin job for a college student who needs nights off. And I'm like, I'm not a college student, but I don't care. I like nights off. Right. I think I'd lie and be like, yeah, I am in school. It's tough out here. <laughs> you know, it's, it's sad, but you got to check all those boxes. Like, yeah, I got an uncle who's black and gay and trans. And drinks. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Need all the crayons in the box. Are you locked up? If we're playing there Quiet we Mouse, Mouse, oh, thank God. I was like, man, I lost Quiet Mouse, Still Mouse. You whooped me. <laughs> it happened. But yeah, just Bill thought that I was kidding about how hard it is for like a regular person with just a basic degree to get a job. And like, I already found one fake company this week that probably sold like my phone number and address to some bot. So I'm going to start getting weird emails for all these mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Like they're still, supposedly they're still sending me a check to make an office in my home that includes wood. Okay. They never said what kind of wood. They never said a shape of wood. They didn't even say a wood chair, just wood. Interesting. What am I, freaking beaver? <laughs> I guess, maybe. What, uh, what type of job I mean, is this that wouldn't be the first check. This wouldn't be the first check that if one does arrive, I had to turn it over to the cops as soon as it got here. Oh. Grim out in my house. Someone from far away sent me a fake check, and then they misspelled Chase Bank, Manhattan. Oh, good lord! <laughs> I have not had that type. Way of to give yourself away. Hmm. Say what? I just I have not experienced that avenue of misfortune yet on my on my job searches. It must be a dude thing. It must be. Well, that no, or maybe they think you're they more aggressive. Like you're you're looking harder than I am. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure exactly like what you're trying to get into, or if you're just 
you don't care. You're just any office job that lets me sit in a chair and do work. Yeah. That's it. Hmm. And no, I'm not bilingual. That lowers my stock value. Uh, I'm sorry, I was born in America. <laughs> See? That's what, I think it's one of the other reasons I went into comedy other than or when did the open mic nights and stuff is that it does improve my public speaking based uh-huh. on my customers. I know I'm a little bit funny. It does create more of a sense of confidence that I already knew was there. But at the same time, who knows? Comedy could be a job because everything else sucks, yeah, fails. And, I mean, allegedly I'm funny, so mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, you get the story going hard enough, and yeah, you just add a few sounds, you bells and whistles with a woo, and there you go. Occasional rim shot. Say what? An occasional rim shot. That's the drum sound, you know. You know. Exactly. I admire you for getting up on stage and doing it, man. I I've never done that willingly. Um, I I don't know. I want to try it though. Well, because I got a lot of confidence telling the same stories over and over and over and over again to my customers in the back seat. That was an audience of one at a time. Mm, yeah. And when um, I was waitressing, there was couples that would come in and say they only came to the store or the restaurant because I was there. Oh, that's cool. Why don't you tell my bosses that? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's awesome. I still think I'm a worthless piece of flesh. <laughs> yeah, sir. No, seriously. Right. Or one of my favorite things I had to explain to my husband that I was not kidding about. I'm pretty sure I haven't gotten jobs. As I like to say, it's because of my face. Hmm. Basically, I'm not good looking enough to have a job at a crappy place. <laughs> You're hard on yourself. No, no, no. I went to one interview, and the first thing that the guy said in this horrible, dingy little place was, I'm sorry, we usually require headshots before we schedule interviews, and I just forgot to tell you. That's fucked up. That's pretty bad. Yeah, and I'm hoping whoever they did hire had good evidence to sue them into oblivion for sexual harassment. For real. Wow. Yeah, that's a brazen, horrible thing to say. So that's, I mean, they were, and it might have been from Craigslist because it might have been next to the, you can clean my house naked for free rent. You know, maybe one of those deals. Where's that at? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Interesting. <That's Craigslist. laughs> no, because I do find a lot of real people do use Craigslist mixed in with a lot of really, really horrible ones. I would think now is that the age of being able to find something remote. I mean, I, I don't, I literally don't I know. The last two I applied to were fake. And one of them, they said they were making a new location in Dallas. So I called the home parent company in Houston. They had no clue what I was talking about. There was no future Dallas location. So someone stole their identity to mine personal data or personal information. Hey. So if I want to be like an undercover reporter at this point for fake things in the job market, I feel overqualified. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's terrible. 
I have had a Cinderella story since like going to school and graduating last year. I applied to one place. They hired me. Like, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't be more fortunate. I don't know what made them give me a chance either. Cause I'm like the youngest tenured person on my team. There's a, a woman on my team that's been doing this for 42 years. I think like golly, it. 42 years ago, I was four years old. I wasn't really, wasn't doing a whole lot, you know? Yeah. I'm sure my dad wanted me to have a job, but I didn't, that didn't work. <laughs> Are you kidding me? In our house, you work as soon as you're able to stack firewood. One yeah. piece at a time. Oh, yeah. Mom, you sweep floors. Wash windows. Put away silverware. Wash dishes. Vacuum. If you can hold a vacuum, you can work. Yeah. You can't speak yet, but if you can vacuum. Yeah, that's how mom's attitude was. I mean, she wasn't always such a hard ass, but at the same time, I hope some of those pictures were more like as jokes. Like, see, she's working already, vacuuming. <laughs> was it a joke? I'll never know. Yeah, you had that farm life. My mom grew up on a farm, but my dad was a city boy, so my mom was way tougher than my dad. It's like my parents still have weird aspirations. Like, yeah, they aimed more for prepperism, but it's like growing up being Amish hippies. All the hardness of the Amish and all the organicness of being hippie because we were still allowed to have buttons on our clothes. <laughs> the Amish use safety pins because they think that buttons will create too much vanity. I can't. I'm not wearing any buttons right now. Neither am I. Yeah, see? They got to me. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Well, I hope you can. I hope you can find something, you know, real. Yeah, because I just can't do those hard. Like, I still say that the farm life prematurely aged me, and then I have done all those factory jobs that are all three months long. You work six days a week. You get at least fifteen dollars an hour, but when it's gone, it's gone. And it just puts your resume through a cheese grater. And ever since, when I worked for, it was technically through Cornerstone, but the Dickey Shipping Department had so little work. And I found the girl who I was subbing for, I found her resume like in a bottom, bottom drawer because I got so bored, I started cleaning. Just everything and organizing. And then when the ancient shipping department, which was the worst clicky click I've ever seen in my life, found out that I found her resume that something wasn't quite on the up and up. I mean, I wasn't going to tell anybody. I just said, here, I found this and whatever. And next thing you know, they go and lie to Cornerstone Staffing, which is one of the biggest temp agencies in the DFW area. All of a sudden, I can't work for Cornerstone anymore. Wow. Because of how they lied. So, short, fat, ugly, and they lie about me. You're busy. Yeah, so all of a sudden, self-employment looks like... I mean, I know there's a lot of hard things that come with self-employment, but the lack of headache from bullshit like that is amazing. Yeah, I never really thought about it, but the, the, the best times of my life, like financially and employment-wise, were when I worked for myself. 
There's other people always screwing you over. <laughs> like, I have a god, you're not it. Thank you very much. <laughs> but you're going to keep trying. I have to. The car's getting too old. It's okay. Either because I've been looking at the math, I can either go to school online through this Dallas Academy thing that I found to get my RHIT, which was half the cost of DeVry, and they're not even full semesters. Like, I'm used to taking five, six classes as a full timer. This is like part time basis type stuff. Hmm. Only, it's only, only three, just only three semesters. Last one's only two classes. Awesome. And the payment for that will be cheaper than buying a new car and driving. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, is there any state programs that will help you tuition-wise? No, because anything? I already have a degree. That I only have to have loans. Because uh, I'm not okay. a first-timer. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I was real lucky. State of Tennessee, like, even though I was doing fine financially, I told them, I said, man, there's no way I qualify. They said it's not income-based. They paid most of my tuition the whole time I was in school. But like yeah, you said, I, I didn't have a degree previously. So. Yeah, I just got a basic business admin degree. And mostly I got that because I couldn't wait to get out of college just because I thought it was so useless at that point. And I was just fried mentally. I was taking care of the farm, went straight into full-time college. I was working my job almost full-time at the food store and still making sure my youngest sister grew up potty trained and knowing how to read. Dang. I was fried. I was only getting four hours of sleep at night. My acid reflux was burning everything in sight. <laughs> I was living on, because of my acid reflux, I only got the four to five hours of sleep ever. Wow. I wasn't eating all the time because my mom was also mentally at the time. I mean, she's okay now, but some days I was allowed to eat and some days I wasn't. A pint of Ben and Jerry's fixed my feet because I do a 15-hour day sometimes. I come home unable to walk from standing on cement floors because for two years, I didn't have very good tires on my car. I was going to attempt, uh, no, no, state school. I was 45 minutes away from like mountains and hills and snow and everything in New Hampshire. The worst weather you could ever dream of. And for two years, I had, let's see, the first year I had eight spin outs, like full 360s in a car. The second year, I only had six spin outs. And the third year, I got snow tires from Finland. <laughs> That's how long it took me to save up the 800 something dollars to buy these things. I had no spin outs the third year and they can kiss my ass about my driving. <laughs> you didn't go to Southern New Hampshire University? I got accepted there, <laughs> but I had to stay home and raise my youngest sister because my mother was crazy. I tried going to school out of high school. It did not go well at all. I went because my dad was paying for it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone because... The greatest thing that could have happened to me was I got a job in manufacturing, more physical labor, really hot mold presses. I had lines all up into my arms from where I burned myself making car parts for Freudenberg. But because oh, wow. it was on a schedule and a set system, all of a sudden, because I moved out, lived by myself, I was extremely reclusive. Like, didn't talk to my neighbors, nothing. 
I was getting like 10 to 12 hours of sleep every single night for the first six months, just recuperating from my previous life. Right. So when I say I'm too old for certain jobs, I'm seriously too old at this point. Like, was it? We got married in 2015. In the spring of 2016, I picked up something that was too heavy and too tall for me. I was showing off for myself. No, I thought, look, I'm still young. I still got this. I put a pinch in my back that lasted five years and five chiropractors later before it got fixed. And I still have back problems. But right now, the only way I can fix those is just rebuilding the muscle because basically I didn't use them for five years. Yeah, and fixing other stuff. So no offense, even though I have a degree that says I should have a sit-down office job, I really do need a freaking sit-down office job, people. Do you so, know anybody that has a job that you'd want? You know what I mean? Do you know anybody that's that works? Comedians or sit-down office job? Okay. Huh? It's either comedian or sit-down office job, or even heck, yeah. just a writer of well, All I was, all I was kind of getting into is like, you know, it's it's really not even what you have or your qualifications. More, it, it, a lot of it is who you know. You know, that Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation. Or as they say in New Hampshire, uh, it's not who you know, it's who you blow. Oh, my. Well, that's a little bit uh, more. Well, it's a very. Around the edges, but I mean, yeah. Like New Hampshire, I know two girls who are literally going to inherit their mother's jobs. That sounds like a terrible inheritance. (laughs) That's what they got. Yeah. Like, my dad, that man couldn't teach his own children, even if his life depended on it. So it's like, none of us became mechanical engineers. None of us can carry anything on. His whole goal for us was to get married and have grandkids. It's like, but you kind of worked us to death. We really don't want that much work ever again. Like, my sisters are the best at finding babysitters for their kids. So they can have, like, real lives. And one of them only has one. The other one only has two. Another one was only planning on having one. Um, that's it. Hmm. They really don't want that kill yourself lifestyle with family. I don't blame. I mean, them. I'm not having kids at all, so. I don't claim yeah. any. I don't think I have any. I love it when guys say that. I don't think so. Well, I, know, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, and build my, my sister has has three, and so I'm good on that front. My my wife's brother has four, so like we're busy being aunts and uncles. We don't have time, and we got all these mini horses running around, and I don't know. It would get in our way. It would slow us down. <laughs> it would interrupt our nap time. <laughs> yeah. That's what stress does to you. It makes you tired. And if it wasn't for the fact, like, there was a time when I was still in manufacturing and I slept accidentally for like 15 hours, unless it was 16. The boss believed me that I literally went to bed at my normal time and then overslept by three hours because I walked in. I still had the drool coming out of my mouth. I stopped, dropped, and ran to work. Right. 
And he knows I was never, ever late. It's like, I was asleep, I promise. And that's why you should never, ever, ever mix overtime with first and third shift. If you're already scheduled for second. Mm, for real. Because then I'm not allowed to have my work ethic get in the way of my uh, health anymore. And office jobs never, ever do that. Or were they mm. nine to five if best? The only shift I refuse yeah. to take is third shift because I've tried third shift and after three weeks I turn into a basket case. I like <laughs> owning my own mind. I like having what they call, was it rubber band sharpness with how fast you can think? I like being able to do that. I don't like having muddledness up in here. I don't like the cobwebs and cotton balls getting in the way of my thought process. <laughs> Or the other idea would be just start a podcast, have everybody join it and make t-shirts, sell t-shirts. It's not a terrible idea. I think if I were a big in the USA t-shirt, though, people would just look at me and be like, yeah. Well, that's why I picked it. <laughs> I, look, I mean, I took the name that I knew would look good on a t-shirt and that I could just like covered across all social media platforms, no one had taken it yet hmm. at all. I'm like, sweet. Because everything in America seems to have the word big associated with it. We well, did a good job on the logos. I don't know. Like, oh, you this have one, always either Bill one. made it or he had a friend make that one. That's the newest uh, okay. reiteration. Yeah, yeah, it looks um, good. I'm still waiting for us to get a really good graphic artist to where I want the t-shirt to be of like a yeah. set of boobs and then have like some, you know how they have like the ghetto necklaces has the girl's name, but have it be big in the USA, like in fake diamonds on like um, yeah. down across the boobs. That would be interesting. Well, cause I always say you can have your choice. It's either named after my ass or my boobs. You have your choice. Other than I live in Texas, which is one of the biggest states. Some people even incorrectly assume it's the biggest one. I thought Alaska I, was I, the biggest I, one. I watch a lot of those videos. Oh, it is. It most definitely is. But uh, a lot of people answer Texas when they're asked that question. I watch those reels all the time, those shorts or whatever. Oh, my favorite one is... Simple oh. trivia questions. I like when they have like the dumb people answer questions. There's just so many of them, and there's something like how many continents are there, and they don't know anything. Or yeah, it's 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 embarrassing. Like the, this dude the other day said, uh, "Where's the Queen of England from originally?" I think I saw that like, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "I have no idea." I was like, "Dude, he told you." <laughs> yeah, England, yeah. Great Britain. Are like how many stars are on the flag? I that just I don't know. That's a no-brainer for me, but I guess it's a big deal for for kids to try to remember that stuff these days. I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't think they're ever taught in the first place. To be honest, they don't Very use logic, well. and whenever they get asked questions, they're taught to like go blank. 
like actually have a blank mind, not you know the other kind of go blank. <laughs> it's it's interesting. I mean, it's one of those things. Like I I often just sit around and wonder where where is you know like where is society headed and will it crash within my lifetime or not? Like, will I have to witness this or can I somehow get off this rock before before it all goes to hell? Yeah, my parents, they're of the belief that they want to be part of the, um, not the ascension, but um, what is it when everyone gets beamed up? Because God oh, takes, the yeah, they want to be part of the rapture. Oh, nice. Okay. Because hmm. their dad's almost convinced, even from when I was like a young kid, he would have these conversations with us about how you must prepare for the end. Hmm. Not everyone had that intense of a childhood. No, mine wasn't that intense. My parents Bill always says it, that we uh, need to move. I'm like, better have five acres and a water source. <laughs> I mean, I'm that person. I'm like, not because I'm that brainwashed, but at the same time, it's like, you know, there is a, a purpose to knowing that you need a fresh water source and land. Because yeah. if you don't have the water source with the land, basically you're sitting duck for whoever wants to take over your life and your land True. and your property and whatever you can grow. Yeah. I've been wanting to put a hand pump on our well, just in, in the off chance that like, you know, power was out for a significant amount of time. We'd still be able to, to get water. Yeah, it still pisses me off a little bit. My parents' house, like their house is at the top of the 75 foot cliff, but there's oh, water cool. at the bottom. <laughs> That'll work. And the erosion is uh, washing out full-grown trees. So even if you did put some type of pulley system out there. It's not going to last, huh? Well, if you think about it, it, when the land juts out like this, but then it's like carved out underneath. Oh, okay. Yeah. That kind of the biggest trees are being washed away slowly. Wow. Yeah, the only nice thing that my father... Okay, my father did say happy birthday to me on my birthday, but then the nicest thing he said, said to me, according to him, was, you're really good at butchering chickens. That's, that's an admirable trait. As someone that loves chicken, I, I should have looked for that in a companion. <laughs> <sighs> It's like of all things he had to think of. I mean, originally I was conned into doing it. I was told it was a homeschool project. Can you imagine seeing that on like a plenty of fish profile, you know? The long I considered putting it on there at one point. If it... <laughs> no, like I remember a million years ago when I did have a plenty of fish profile. Literally at the top of it was like asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. I'm not going to sleep with you. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Yes, I really mean it. Asterisk, mm. asterisk, asterisk. No pervs, no this, no that, blah, 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 blah. And then I That's just. probably all you got. Rip the human, <laughs> rip the human race and man, the men's race just to shreds and mysteriously didn't scare off one person. I imagine. They were like, oh, she's good to go. <laughs> Or even like with Bill's profile, whatever. I like the part where I got to the almost end where I said, just fucking let me pay for dinner, damn it. Wow. Oh, I understand the sentiment. 
because of all the feminists out there like i'm woman hear me roar it's like yeah but you stopped being female 20 minutes ago so yeah it's a weird thing that happened to the feminists like i remember being you know a preteen or teenager and, and seeing that movement and thinking wow yeah that's crazy like i used to have to like i don't know that was another thing i would just sit around and think about like i couldn't imagine women not being equal or superior and you know in society like i had a hard time believing that that was possible but uh nowadays man I, they don't even like they have abandoned everything it seems like the best woman on the planet is a man and i think that is insane well that's based on media that's not based on pub that's not based on a poll if you took one probably not but i mean it's it's one of those things like you know it's an eventuality you know like you will be blacklisted if you talk about it you know in a loud enough circle you know you have to you have to conform i did hear the other day yeah. there is a group of traditional white dudes from hollywood who basically if you can't tan you can't get a job that you've had for years and years and have like like they've written whole series they've had success people like what they do so now all of a sudden because they're a wrong color they can't be employed interesting just trying to go more indie film with what they're doing because that's the way they can keep making stuff and maybe get paid for it wow. and there is what they call a parallel economy being made because of it I mean, for years, I've always known to where it's more recently, like, if you're not from the ghetto, I can't get a job in certain, like, for the state. It won't happen. I know it won't happen. I saw what everyone else was when I took the test, and I passed the test. Hmm. How yeah, or the other version in New Hampshire, because New Hampshire doesn't have anybody of color. Like, it's, I always say the same joke. New Hampshire's so white that I'm not talking about the snow or the meth. Right. And there's nobody up there of color. If you can tan, you're culturally diverse. Yeah, I guess I never saw anybody of color. No, they the only time they show up is during school times because they pay off some of the kids to play basketball with scholarships. That's how they get color up there, not just in the fall yeah. of the league. That town Nebraska was for the longest time, too, though. I mean, where my hometown was was pretty boring for a while until they got a community college. Yeah. And then football scholarships and, and other sports, you know, brought in, you know, a more diverse crowd. Yeah, well, up in um, New Hampshire, it's more based on I couldn't get a job because I couldn't guilt trip them into giving me the job because I didn't have three kids on welfare. Hmm. No, seriously, like I rented a room from a guy who rented another room to another dude who only slept in the room when he and his girlfriend were fighting because as long as she looked like she was single and collecting benefits, he couldn't live with her. Otherwise, it would ruin his benefit, her benefits. Oh, I believe it. That's so if I don't have three kids on welfare, I couldn't get a job. I know that's how yeah. some people got their good-paying jobs. They guilt-tripped them. Uh, like, do I feel like fake children now? Well, I mean, how are they going to check it? <laughs> yeah, I say go ahead and fake like, it. It's like take pictures of my sisters when they were babies and say, yeah, they grew. Absolutely. 
That, if the house hadn't idea. burned down, I probably could have. Mm, you should have. I moved to Texas. I, I mean, they're not going to call them. I tell, I tell high school dropouts all the time, just put that you passed high school on your applications or whatever. They're not calling high school. No. You know what I mean? Just say you passed, even if you didn't get out of the eighth grade. <laughs> A lot of them are smarter than the ones that are actually still in school, in my opinion. From all that substitute yeah. teaching I did, those the ones that get out, they're about something. They usually already have a business already intact, even though it's usually selling weed. They got good a business, business intact. It's a good business. No, they got cash flow. They need to reinvest. They are intelligent creatures that I was so proud to know, yeah. even if it was like illegal. Mm. Or the rest of them are all joining the military because they think they have to go to college. Yeah, man. Well, they pushed that really hard. I mean, it's it's insane. And of course, now with the um, the debt forgiveness or whatever, you know, like the only uh, people getting forgiven are the ones who still have any. It's usually all the rich kids, because a lot of the kids who there's a lot of scholarships out there. Oh yeah, I got a scholarship every semester. I was I went to school. There's more than I ever realized. I couldn't believe it. Well, dad just said he'd pay for everything, and that's why I went, because I didn't want to have, like, proof that I wasted my life, or I said no to a free opportunity. Mm. Yeah. I definitely should have done In my last semester, I only had one class. Okay. I went to school originally for accounting, and I switched it to business admin just because I wanted to get the hell out of there, right? I mean, it's just paperwork and stuff. But my last semester, they kept changing what I needed in order to graduate. I took script writing because I didn't want to take the history of musicals. Damn, I probably would have liked that. <laughs> I recycled everything I wrote from creative writing and just turned it into a script. Yeah. My grade was mostly based on participation and just showing up. I had a perfect A plus 4.0 average. <laughs> But I've been starting to write like I did start a sub stack just as a place to keep writing and whatnot. Oh no way, that sounds interesting. What's that about? You can just write whatever you want and then people subscribe to you like a magazine. Wow, that's kinda cool. I know they're looking for more content creators, but they pay so little compared to, because like the last person I heard talking about it, like you've heard about the Joe Rogan deal on Spotify, right? Oh, sure. That's real money. That's like the real followers. And then one of his better friends, Tim Dillon, the comedian, because he does hire a writer for a lot of his humor. The same guy he has a podcast with makes more money on YouTube than he does for Substack. Because Substack came a courting tried to say like could you do this for free and it's like you're not paying me i'm not doing it mm -hmm. what is what is Substack's platform based then is it per click or is that kind of like youtube or what you get paid for um, i know you can do an article based but you can do like a podcast on it to where if you write an article you can also voice over it as well oh okay and i guess you can plug in video at this point but i haven't expanded it yet Interesting. This is called Substack or? Yeah. 
Wow. You can yeah, charge a subscription service for it, but so many people are used to YouTube and free that. Hmm. Yeah, you got to get probably pretty big before you can. I don't well, know. I think, even though I have only a few followers on YouTube, I think I have better coverage because of Google. YouTube is owned by Google's owns YouTube. Nothing owns Substack. Oh, so okay. I figured that if I create enough articles in there and if I ever want a job as a writer, I could say, hey, here's my portfolio. Oh, that's cool. So it's a good place for me to complain in public. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like a good use of your time, though. That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, the articles aren't too, too long. It's just sharing of ideas. Like the only ones I left public were the ones I felt were more like a PSA. Like, here's how Lyft and Uber really work and how you can keep all these drivers employed and stop getting them all fired unless they truly are pieces of shit. Hmm. I don't think we even have Uber or Lyft where I live. I don't... No, you're too far from civilization. We've got, we've got like Jasper and Smith or something. I don't know. They show up on a horse buggy. And what's the population <laughs> Martin, uh, right now school's in session, so about ten thousand. And when school's not in session, about four and a half thousand somewhere like that. <laughs> yeah, it's very noticeable. But the university is—they're uh, really good at like kind of staying where you know it's a—it's a decent-sized campus. You hardly ever suffer from like rush hour or anything like that. If I see six cars on the road, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Sounds like Plymouth. My parents live outside of College Town. Oh, yeah. I used to go to Plymouth all the time. I do like the view from the library, though, the college library, because you have those big windows that looks out into the valley. Yeah. And sometimes you can watch the clouds rise up off the river. That sounds cool. That's good for photography and whatnot. Used to fall asleep a lot in their chairs. <laughs> Hey, I was tired back then. I was so tired back then. Ugh. So are you selling these scarves or afghans that you're making? Or is this no, this is for, for me. Okay. This one's for me. I'm trying to, uh, as they say, work on my stash. Hmm. As in yarn stash. I got a couple things posted on Etsy, but I'm supposed to take pictures of more things because I was doing some samples for bikini tops because you got to figure out the right flare on things to make sure it curves right. So I was figuring some of those out and I figured if I sell the prototypes, because I can still make more whenever I want now that I know how to do it or how to measure it, which part really with some of the curve stuff, how long you start it will control the curve of it later on and truly getting the sculptural aspect of it that's that's way more art than i'm capable of you know every time i get a bra you know they're like a 56 inch a cup they're very frustrated with me in there but mm. i mean i need it i need the support <laughs> yeah talking about real curves <laughs> oh, <laughs> no if you want, I, I did make a banana hammock as a joke. <laughs> it's a stirring thong. 
Because basically it's just a stack in the front and then the rest of it's all string and then in the back where it connects like a thong, I had beads on it that say bitch. Okay. It's very uh, silky. It's out of a cotton bamboo, which is very close to a softer uh, polyester. Wow. That sounds cool. Fabric-wise, it really is. It's a true summer type fabric, yes. It's a nice light mm -hmm. mint green. Oh, nice. It was just some guys on Clapper. Another source where you can make short videos up to two minutes and then have subscribers pay you for content. I've never even heard of it. And it's the number one competitor to TikTok, and they are headquartered or headquartered in Dallas. That was an accident. I I didn't know they were so close. And now they're trying mm -hmm. to use like location-based video watching, and you can go live and talk to a lot of people that way. Or a lot of them just do it live. <laughs> Sorry. Every time I hear somebody say go live or do live, I think about Bill O'Reilly. I can't help it. <laughs> but yeah, you can create followings on there. And I think there's a decent amount of people on it. I don't think every account is bots, but I would say, you know, when someone doesn't have any content and it's just a really scratchy picture? Mm. If you start adding them up, like one day I went through and I put check marks next to all the accounts. Like I wrote down a list of every single account that I had because supposedly 5,000 people follow me on Clapper, right? Wow. So for the first 200, I went through every single account to see which ones I thought were fake. I think only about 30 of them were real or could have been Golly. real or made content or didn't look like they stole the picture or had a good picture enough to or a bot doesn't know a bad picture when it's like fuzzy clear or you know yeah wow so i'm guessing they pay better than tiktok i mean hell not working pays better than tiktok i think but yeah uh you, you can like i said you get the subscriptions service you can follow people send them monthly stuff or no, I was going to compare that to um, Twitter. Twitter has an higher amount of fakes. I mean, they might have more stream, but they got a lot more fakes. And they're just angry. I, imagine. I would love to know how many fakes are over there. I don't really mess about, with Yeah, that's what Elon Musk wants to know. And that's what's holding up the sale of Twitter right now is what yeah. are they hiding? I thought they tried to ram it through again. They were like, hey, we'll sell it for 44 Well, there billion. is a clause that says if it doesn't go through, somebody owes somebody like millions and billions of dollars type of deal. Hmm. But it depends what the judge says of why can't you just give him what he asked for? Yeah. Because the bots yeah, are the yeah. whole thing. It's okay, about knowing how fake it is. So, but yeah, if you want to have some fun, watch some fun little videos that farmers and everyone else makes just go on clapper hmm, i might have to check it out they do encourage uh good content creation i actually like the Substack idea quite a bit i used to write a ton of short stories and stuff and i for a while i had a blog where i was literally writing like fake stories not quite the onion level but you know trying to Hold it. I have this new setup here in 
the plug doesn't like how far it is from the wall. <laughs> but I have a new white background. Oh, right on. Versus, I didn't even think about that. Well, at least this way, if something falls off, I can catch it easier. And right now, it looks like a bomb went off in here, but it's more functional for video now. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to start a book series, you could technically do that on Substack. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Personally, I'd rather just keep the writing because I do have my own stuff going on where if you can publish it on Amazon and then do your own voiceover and then put it yeah, on Audible and then all the other streaming sites, they treat it like um, like it's real estate of some kind. Hmm. Market it better because once you get one written... And then you get, like, if you do a series, you give, like, the first one away free, but then charge oh. for, like, the other nine. Sure. Okay. So, you'd have to, like I said, there's some giveaway involved and in how much do people really want to pay for it and what kind of structure do you want. And I imagine. Yeah, I fun setting yeah. up an ACX account. I didn't, I haven't gotten anywhere with it. I have a couple samples out there for people to to hear me on, but I, and I've looked at some projects, but like, I, I don't know, I get chicken shit when it's time to pull the trigger, you know what I mean? I'll stand there and draw down all day long, but when it comes to actually doing something, I'm like, nah, screw it. Nobody wants no, to I will definitely have the guts just as soon as I know how good my editing is, because once you get good at editing, anything's possible. Yeah. When you can make shit look gold, that's when you do it. Hmm. I should probably just do it. I I worked with Audacity a lot last month, and I don't think I'm as good as Bill, but like I got better. I know I got better. Well, sometimes you have to have what I call that fake radio voice. You know, it's like welcome to ninety eight point three, and trying to keep your voice <laughs> right. at the level temperature, like most even level possible, and just once you get the rhythm, it becomes boring. Yeah. Or not overemphasizing your P's and B's because then it can make a little sound in your microphone. And just I said, once you know where all the glitches are, you don't, it becomes a production thing. It's not about you anymore. Of did it do what it's supposed to do? Is it within the parameters? Is it a product that will be acceptable to the system? Yeah, because they're, they're little benchmarks or whatever kind of tight well i mean they should be you know nobody wants to listen to a bunch of hissing and clicking and, and whatnot when they're listening to a book i mean there was a there was a branson pin show that actor who came back to hollywood didn't get any acting gigs and he ended up getting the uh audible like recording artist of the year award or whatever no way was that the dude that was balky bartopomus yeah that's Awesome. He's on Instagram. Wow. He doesn't post very often, but he's still the same quirky dude. It's hard to believe he was from the country, Meatloaf's a strong goat herding community. He wasn't. He was from California, dude. No, he's from Meatloaf's. Look it up. <laughs> Brandon Pinto is a straight up California dude. Yeah. Funny personality. Yeah, I used to love watching that show. Uh, Perfect Strangers, I think, was the name of that. I liked the early years the best, and then they had it for a short time, 
on Hulu, and I watched as much as I could before they said, this show will end in two more weeks. I'm like, what? <laughs> but the early years I love the best. The later years, it still confused me why Jennifer ever married Larry. That confuses me to no end. It was kind of weird, right? Yeah. It wasn't because she was pretty or anything. It's like, you know he's a flagrant liar, so why are you still with him? Some women can't help themselves. <laughs> I, I guarantee you know someone in real life that's at least kind of like that. At least the Marianne character made a little more sense with Balky. Oh, she was the best, man. I still remember some of her lines. Like, she, uh, they flew to France because they, they weren't they stewardesses or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, they come back and they give Larry a bottle of wine from California. And he's like, oh, this is from California. And she's like, oh, man, when I bought it, they told me it was imported. But, like, she bought it in France, so it was imported. I don't know. It's so silly. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember how young I was when I saw that show. We were allowed to watch the later years, so I thought I could finish all of it in time, so I just watched as much as I could of the later years before Hulu got rid of it, and I finally saw it when Balky went back to me post. I mean, it was not quite what I was expecting. It was a lot less, but hey, I saw it. Right on. But no, I still love the chemistry between the two guys. And the early years, I think, had a lot more slapstick comedy in it. I think that's why I liked it better. They were you younger. The writers were different back then? Or were they, was it the same crew? No, I think time? they were just younger and had more physicality in them. Hmm. There was a point where, I guess, Brandon Pinchot told... Um, What's his name? Lynn Baker, Mark Lynn Baker, that, yeah, you kind of have to go to the gym so you can be flexible enough to do some of our stunts. Wow. They did do all their own stunts, if you think about it, and there's less stunts as they get older. It's kind of a story in my life as well. They always do the Dance of Joy, but if you realize with the Dance of Joy, it always ends up with Larry being held by Balky, and you have to, uh, one man's holding the weight of another man. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. Or all the pratfalls off the couch. Oh, yeah. Or all the jumping over counters, or, you know. I think one of them had a dream one time that required roller skating all around the office. And not totally falling flat on their face. Or the time they had to bring a piano up three flights of stairs. Oh, yeah. It was very physical. Very. It was almost like Three Stooges, but more physical. (laughs) Because Three Stooges can be quite lazy at times. Yeah, but they made it work, man. I guess maybe because they were the pioneers of that silliness. Yeah, somewhat, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they, they rarely, I mean, they always had an interesting... Like, well, Buster Keaton was even but, before them. Yeah, that's true. And that was he a was silent like film. Down, right? yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a different time back then. Or Charlie Chaplin, too. Oh, yeah. I think that's also what's missing. Not enough violence in our comedy. Hmm. Interesting. That's why I'm debating whether or not I should tell about last year's Christmas. Because last year, I like to pick a theme for the holidays, but the theme was violence. (laughs) 
here's how I mean that. A couple of years previously, my parents thought that Bill and I would want a Rock'em Sock'em robot set. Because you did, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it was the top of the Christmas list, yeah. Right on. So, I mean, I tried selling it on eBay, just kind of stuck around the house, and then finally I realized that Bill had a 13-year-old nephew and a 9-year-old nephew, and they were coming of age with lots of testosterone. So I figured this would be the safest way for them to literally beat the crap out of each other. There's your violence. And then it's only in Texas where uh, pinatas are very, very, very popular. Yeah, man, I don't know if any of my nieces or nephews even know what a pinata is. No way. Yeah. So I found. Yeah, I found. Say what? Yeah, they live way up north. They're next to Plymouth. Yeah. So I sent up the plainest. Is this huge cowboy boot full of stuff, and. They did record it for me, and they did have the looks on their faces because, like, there's a lot of more boys this year. Like, my cousin has four boys. My sister has two boys. My other sister has a very, like, my niece is, like, a foot taller than everyone else for her age. Awesome. So they're all real big, cable people. And it's like, then they go and give these little kids a baseball bat and say, go hit that. And they just looked at you like, is that a trick question? Because all day they're being told, don't hit your brother, don't hit your brother, don't hit your brother, right. don't hit this, don't do that, don't do this. So then it's like you're told to go hit something and they just like froze. Like waiting for like the rest of the joke to come out. And it's like, no, Merry Christmas, here's some violence, go hit something. What's your, what's your name to all those kids? Are you like Auntie Jess or? Uh, like, I think I've your... met them once and most of them were babies. And because of COVID, I haven't seen them in like two or three years. Oh, my sisters uh, don't call. We don't video chat. There's only one wow. sister who might. Bummer. That's the one who's pregnant right now. Say what? I, said, I talk to my sister almost every day. My sisters aren't nice like that. They're kind of like sociopaths. Yeah. Mm, I, hate or I, I think my brother's dead like that. <laughs> as I told my father, they're all like fire-breathing dragons who don't know that they're fire-breathing dragons. And every time they breathe fire, it doesn't hurt the other dragons because they're all dragons. Right. They have enough, you know, coating and special platelets, and they can't hurt each other. But at the same time, they're still fire-breathing morons. <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, I friend of mine, your house. <laughs> say what? I said a lot of love at your house. Well, that's the reason I started doing Christmas the way I started doing Christmas is because, like, I moved to Texas, and one or two of them had the gall to say straight to my face that they kept forgetting to use the Starbucks gift cards because it gotten so bad where I would just give gift cards. Yeah, Starbucks is where everyone can go. I mean, they're always telling me about how they're going to Tilton and going to get Starbucks, right? And then they say, "Oh, we forgot to use it." I'm like. What women forget to use free money in America? For real. I mean, it was just like Bob's act of they would steal your money faster than you could say ah chew, but they couldn't remember to use the stuff you gave to them freely. <laughs> One of those, what? Hmm. So that's interesting. That's when I decided to use reverse psychology for Christmas. 
because like their favorite things to do in all this world is i mean uh, yes they like gifts but their favorite things more than gifts is to lie steal cheat barter and con you out of your stuff they wow. love arguing over it they love fighting over it so the first year i came to texas and i had a new employee discount at goodwill yeah, at fifteen percent off discount for Goodwill. I went through the yeah, T-shirt section, the dollar ninety-nine T-shirt section, and found all like the rejects from like Spencer's and all the really funny. <laughs> right awesome. like, you know, like beauty beauty school dropout. Two of them went to beauty school. They never dropped out, and they actually got certified. But it still, was funny. It was insulting. Um, right. You know, stuff from my dad, like the big dog on campus, or you know. Uh, Wake me up on Saturday, or I shave my balls for this. That's a good shirt. Yeah, or just something like that. It was all female themed at the time because it was just them. And basically, I didn't put names on anything because they had to fight for it. Because the only gifts that a person truly values are the ones that they have to fight for. Interesting. You know, if they don't fight for it, they don't value it. And this is how you can like force them to value the crap you put in a box and mail to them. They didn't forget to use a single t-shirt. I didn't hear like I made them video record it because it is it's like WWF all female Christmas edition. Yeah, it sounds absolutely wild but brilliant at the same time. I got tired of them saying stupid shit so every year my goal is for the stuff in the box to cost less than the shipping. Make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. So it's just, it's all just eBay. Not eBay. Oh, I mean, there were some eBay things, but it's just all cheap used stuff. And I don't put names on anything. And there's only been a few times where my niece may not have gotten her own stuff because her own, her aunties kind of took it. Like the year I found, they were really, really cute uh, gold freckle tattoo. Yeah. It's a fun little girl thing to do. But the beautician who went to school to do makeup, I knew I had to put two in there. If not, the kid wouldn't get one. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. That explains their lot. It's like the mafia, but not the mafia. Mm. Or uh, there was another year. They f Luckily, the older children did not care as much for Frozen. Because when Frozen first came out, my niece was that perfect age. She was like six, seven years old. She was a Elsa freak. And I thought, yeah, it was a good time of year for gifting. It was really easy. Like she was even amazed by it. There was a stick of candy, you know, the tubes and had the little toppers on them. Yeah. I found one at the food store that had a fan and it worked like a projector for the movie. I mean, it was the best three bucks I ever spent. But that year, it was just when she was younger. It was way, way before the second one ever came out. I was walking through a craft store. I thought I was done with the box for the year. I was about to ship it. And I find this little light purple, like, stretchy cap. You know, the ones you get, like, at the dollar store. But it had three-foot blonde braids on it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 
And since her mom was the hairdresser, I knew that she would take care of it. And so it's in the box. My youngest sister, she has nominated herself Master of Ceremonies all these years. So she sees it. She knows, like, because there's no names on anything. It's all based on what their interests are because it's my inside joke to myself. Right. Because it's like, keep dancing, monkey. Keep dancing. I'm so smarter than you. And only my mother and my cousin have ever noticed why I don't need to put names on anything. If I want to start World War III, put something with SpongeBob on it in there. Two of them will fight for it. I'll be darned. So dance for me, monkey, dance. Wow. So that's how they, that's my free movie that I make for myself every year. So Kristen pulls out this, like I said, the hat with the braids. She starts walking around the room saying, oh, don't I look good? Don't I look great with these braids on, right? And then, of course, another sister says, she puts it on her. No, I look the best with these braids, blah, 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 blah. They get to like four or five sisters in. So I have five plus my mother. We're all trying on this hat, saying how great they look with these braids, right? And by the end of it, Acacia is only crying. She's like, I'm the only one who likes Elsa. Hmm. Just tell you, she's like, I'm the only one. Because she, you know, she was so young at the time. But yeah, she knows how to lie, steal, cheat her way to what she wants. Hmm. Including Elsa's braids. Wow. Or one of the last ones where they did a close-up. It was before the official handing out or auctioning almost per se of the gifts. And they all know that you just walk past the box. Your arms are down. You just walk, and all of a sudden you just grab something. You put it underneath your hip and you just keep walking like you don't know nothing. And that's how she did get the one gift that I, it was hot pink. It had the word princess on it. It was full of like three pounds of candy. Awesome. That's good yeah. at. It's like, yeah, she knows how to get stuff behind dad's back because for some reason dad was the one handing stuff out that year. But it's just fun to screw with them that way. Or like um, one year, now normally I prefer new without tag t shirts. I'd like the newer ones. I don't want to go for the older ones, right? Sure. Unless they're like perfect, they have to be like dead on. I found one that said old school, like or like doing it old school. It was dad's perfect size. And dad, when I was a teenager, would dance around the kitchen trying to guess, like, yeah, I'm old school, man. I'm also doing a great, just kind of like trying to get us to laugh or just being a nudge, basically. And so I knew that that shirt would make him drive all them nuts for Christmas. And that's what the gift was to me. Right on. Of course. And then one year later, exactly. Now, normally I don't send kids stuff really, or at least not clothing, because clothing, they change too much. It's not really worth it. But I was walking past the kids section for that next year's box. And I found a shirt that exactly fit my niece, or was one size too big because she wore it as a night shirt or whatever in the kids section. It said doing it old school baby on it. The same amount of age, the same spot on the shirt, same everything. Just the color was a little bit different. So I put it in there. So two years in a row, I got to drive them eight ship crazy with doing it old school baby. Kelly. And there's a picture somewhere out, out there of my dad holding my niece. And they're both wearing their shirts. 
So dance for me, monkey. Dance for me. I'm supposed to be the dumb sister, too. What makes you think that? They say so. Yeah, but, I mean, the oldest is never the dumbest. Oh, really? Not any, I can't think of one example of a, of a family where the oldest was, you know, stupid or, or not not the most responsible. You know what I mean? It's always, the oldest is always the the most mature. Well, maybe not in your case because you take a lot of joy in driving them crazy. But you know I, I have mean. to. You can either cry over it or you can fuck with it. I choose to fuck with it. Right like I'm tired of stupid shit. And every year, like it's, it's turning gift giving on its head because you can either give them crap that'll just collect dust in the corner for years to come, which most gifts are, or you can give them something that will create entertainment for yourself for the first 15 minutes. That's all. My limit is 15 minutes. If they usually lose interest after 15 minutes, and then it's no longer part of the game. But like. One year at one of those like Japanese dollar stores, they're called Daiso. I found some of those like candy stick things, but on the topper, it was a T Rex. And if you push the button, it would like make a biting motion. Awesome. So my mother grabbed those out and was chasing her grandchildren around because like, the dinosaur was going to bite them in the butt. So it was really funny to watch. The 60 year old was enjoying the children's toys. Well, that's cool. Yeah, or like, um, after Bill got his sacred iPad, which is another long story for another day, he kind of wanted to thank my parents a little bit. But the first time he ever sat in dad's office, he, there was an extra computer at the end. He was probably like checking bank statements or Facebook or something benign. And he was sitting in dad's office and he was listening to dad answer very professional phone calls from people he's worked with for years in the same way he has almost always answered the phone, which is, yes, this is the man, the myth, the legend calling for Eugene O'Connor about the Cranberry Thornton building. Or the other version would be, um, yes, this is the king of the final frontier calling for Boris Yeltsin in regards to the structural damage on something in New York. Hmm. He was literally calling himself the man, the myth, the legend, and king of the final frontier with a straight face, and no one said anything. And in other rumors in the past, these architects would have secretaries who didn't know his real name. Like they didn't know his real name was like John Smith. It's like, are you the man with the legend? Like they did no reference as a real person. So Bill thought that he used to believe that I exaggerated my family. He now knows I don't need to do that. Yeah, he was probably hoping you were. <laughs> yeah. So because of this, on that same trip out there, my mother accidentally took a really, really good profile picture of my dad. And so he gave it to a graphic artist who made just the black profile outline of it. And then they put it onto like one of those old fashioned wanted posters and said like the man, myth, the legend, King of the Final Frontier on it and that type of logo kind of thing. And they wanted $5 million, whatever, on it. And they made like the, it was like a poster, a really big fits the door poster. 
And then he's like, I don't feel like that it's enough. Like there should be more. And then the first thing out of my mouth was Bubba needs a coffee mug. Bubba is my dad's nickname since before I was born. And now that he's a grandpa, he's Bubba all over again. Back when we were part of this church, since my dad is a caffeine addict and always has been, someone put the rumor out there that Bubba collects coffee mugs. Bubba has never collected a thing in his life. <laughs> never once. Sounds like he collected daughters. <laughs> or, but yeah, because of this rumor, we had the best coffee mug collection growing up. Hmm. And so Bill's like, but there's only one mug. I mean, it doesn't really see. No, 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 no. You have to put, you have to buy four because four, you get a better deal on all of them. And here's why you need four. You need one for my father to always drink out of. You need one for the family to share because they're not going to share one mug. It's not going to happen. You need a backup in case one breaks. And then you need one for them to steal. I will explain later how that applies what stealing could mean so they get it they open it the first thing my mother says is oh good there's more than one we don't have to share because they don't share anyway and then a year goes by we visit them again one had since broken one was always in my father's hand there was one that was always being used and reused nonstop because it was always the last cup that went up in the mug cabinet and the first one in last one is the first one out they always used and two sisters at the time were still living at home because they were in between apartments and whatnot they in case any one of them wanted to steal take move with them one of these mugs in the upstairs bathroom where my parents never went their toothbrush holder was this extra mug you know out of sight out of mind just put in your stuff and then leave That's how they steal. It's not outright theft. It's that slow matriculation, maniacal sleight of hand almost. Odd. It sounds really odd to me. <laughs> but that's how they'd. Obviously, my father's name is on it, but they'd still steal it. And so Bill knows to keep that print on file in case we need any more mugs produced. Because it's the holy mug. Hmm. Or in other years, we make sure that his name was like Charlie is like the greatest guy in the world type of thing. And then full, full of Warther's original. That's the only way we know that he got anything. <laughs> oh, my God. His name has to be on it because when it's cool shit like that, it disappears. <laughs> or like in other years, um, I had found in the 1980s, they did a reprint of the Saturday Evening Post art. But they did it in really big books with like four inch solid white borders on this really special thick paper, right? I mean, they were really good. They were meant so you could rip them out, put them in a frame, and then put them directly into a frame. That's what it was meant for, right? Sure. I found the first one at Goodwill, and then I found the second edition online for fairly cheap. 
put those in the box. They were really thin, long. My mom did like them. I thought she was definitely going to keep them. But somehow they went missing after Christmas, just disappeared. Two years later, someone had a new baby. A husband was holding that baby. And on the wall behind the husband's head in their home was that exact four-inch border with Saturday evening post art. Hmm. What a coincidence. Like I said, their favorite gift that I can give them is lying, stealing, cheating, bartering, a sleight of hand. Yeah. It's not about the crap. Well, I don't envy you on that. Huh? I, I didn't realize I should be even more grateful that I don't, I don't have to worry about that. We don't, we don't do that. <laughs> well, there's not that many of us either. Though. Well, I mean, the gift giving has slightly changed throughout the years because there's now more children that need like actual gifts. But at the same time, like last year, there's a shirt that I found that I wasn't sure if it was, I mean, they're not political in any real way, but at the same time, I wasn't sure if it would rub anyone necessarily the wrong way, but usually they're quite literal. So, but basically it was just a t-shirt that was, it was a print shirt and had like a man's beard from like the nose down, like those full like mountain tape beards that it showed. And then the words on it said something like, who has the best beards, not women. It was very pro-heterosexual. <laughs> and it looked funny. It's like, why do you have to say that? But at the same time, it's like, I kind of understand why you think you have to say it. And it was on a t-shirt. Like, okay, it was new ink, wasn't dried out. I'm like... Well, considering it's New Hampshire in winter and there's like five or six men who probably all have beards, the odds are high in my favor that they'll like the t-shirt. So I bought it for like three bucks or whatever. Put it in the box. It was the first year my cousin's husband showed up to Christmas. After they were married, she was going to have the baby, whatever. And her husband came with the beard that was exactly on that t-shirt. Oh, cool. So they're like, we have a feeling this belongs to you. We just have a feeling. And then even two days later after Christmas, she posted on Facebook and one of the little real things, she's like, this still makes me laugh. It's like, mission accomplished. Or in other years... I'm thinking about having a stamp make up, made up so I can make my own. It was just like a paper bag, but on it it said bullshit bag. It had like this poem and directions of how to use it and that you should give it to anyone you think has a problem and needs to get rid of bullshit from their life. For 75 cents a piece, I got 10 of those suckers. Two of my sisters gave them to their bosses and mysteriously they weren't fired. Do you know anyone who's missing out on their bullshit bag? <laughs> but yeah, it's that type of irony. But like I said, this last year it was a pinata and mom said it was a good form of like exercise and entertainment for the kids. Oh, sure. I mean, when I first started this, my youngest sister was only like 12 years old. That type of snarky humor, 
make fun of people or the time I found like a t-shirt that said hick magnet on it. My sisters knew this kid. There was a tall, skinny, redheaded boy covered in zits who was the bus boy at the restaurant where two of them worked. And he was going around telling people that he was a hick. He was a chick magnet. He probably was. You said tall and redheaded. Them dudes are just drowning in poon. Not in New Hampshire, they're not. So they gave the shirt. <laughs> no, to they're him. usually not. <laughs> no, they gave the shirt to him, which I totally agreed with. You know, it fit this narrative. It fit. You know, it's a great story. Or just people don't think about gift giving enough to where weird stuff really does work if you know the person. Like one year I found a scarf, but it was like hand sewn and had that fake fur on it. And at each end of the scarf, there was like this huge fake uh, Sylvester the cat paw pocket. Yeah. I can't remember who walked out with that one, but they fought over that one. That was the same year I found the farting finger pen. I don't think I've seen that before. I didn't expect to find it. It, was, it came from, um, there's a place over here called Sam Moon, and it's like all the highest quality China produced tchotchkes of like jewelry, bags, hats, and accessories. And at the register, they had like if you pull the finger, it'll fart, but it still works like a pen. I'm pretty sure one of the boyfriends at the time got that pen, and it, he was overjoyed with it. <laughs> Wanna pull my finger? Probably still has it. <laughs> yeah, well, they broke up within six months, but yeah. I'm keeping this pen, bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So it's based on a volunteer system, but yeah. Or like I started putting like they have it on camera. It was so funny when. My cousin's three-year-old and my sister's three-year-old were fighting over a train. It was hysterical. Because they both don't really talk that much because they're boys. But they think that going, ah! is like the best way to get their point across. Mm, before they try to terrible. smack the other person. It was so funny to watch. Cool. That was the same year. Um, you remember when those mm -hmm. monster like slippers were really popular? Like the super fuzzy ones for kids that look like abominable snowman feet. I got a pair of those when I was like 12 years old. Well, they made a resurgence about three or four years ago. And I thought they were big enough to fit my niece. That's the size I picked. Uh, her four-year-old cousin got them instead. Dang. He looked kind of like a... They look like clown shoes. Yeah. But at least he'll be able to grow into them because his feet were like three sizes too small but yeah not putting names on anything does magic or like uh, the one that comes after me if I put Swedish fish in the box the rest of the family will step aside because they know that it's hers because that's her absolute favorite but if I put six sluts in there Two or three of them are going to, I don't know how far they'll go. Because now that they're getting older and more mature, I don't know if they'll 
necessarily confront each other mm -hmm. or just wait for them to forget about it and then take it when they're not looking. Because if it's out of sight and out of mind, that means you can sideswipe it. And it's just stupid candy, but it's nostalgic. It's super, super nostalgic. Wow. Yeah. Or like when the youngest sister was 18 years old, I had put a small bag of, when I say cheap, it was like the nicer crystal earrings from like eBay that they make in India. They weren't super expensive, but there was four or five pairs. And jewelry is one of those things where they usually leave it out for everyone to pick what they want off the pile. It was only this big, the whole bag for all the jewelry, right? Because they're just earrings. I see her eyelid flutter real quick. And then she goes and sticks it underneath the edge of the couch so she can come back for it later. No one saw her do it but me. <laughs> and this is why I demand video footage. It's the best movie I make every year. Well, if it brings you joy, I would say keep doing it. I know these people. Or it's always fun to see. Like, if you just pick something like really risque or something, it's like, okay, who's going to go for the risque item? Because it's not all choo-choo trains and candy. Hmm. Or just like one year at that same Daiso store. There's a lot of natural springs for water up in New Hampshire where you can just pull off the side of the road and there's like a spigot that the town. Oh, yeah. They're all over Maine, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I found one of those collapsible water containers that had the outside spigot on it. And my cousin with the four boys was like, mine, mine. Silly, stupid, but entirely necessary. And I kind of knew that she would be the one to grab it. She's the only one that has that many kids who can get thirsty all year long. You're a mess. Hey, I'm used to crazy, crazy. I guess so. Well, you gotta figure out the flow sooner or later. As long as I'm still the queen, that's all that matters. I mean, seriously, down here in Pinata's our birthday thing, and up there, we now have a new tradition for Christmas. Cool. And when I, because it was a really long boot, because I mean, I put like really nostalgic candy in it. Like I had to look long and hard for some of these things, because like my dad likes to call himself a sugar daddy because of all the girls. I found the lollipop, the sugar daddy. Right. Threw that in there. I put the Werther's original, which he loves, in there. I put jerky. Gas station food is really popular with kids because they're never allowed to eat it. But if you get a Slim Jim on Christmas, <laughs> you don't get something. Yeah. See what I mean? It's that reverse psychology thing that totally works. It's my favorite game because I always win. <laughs> but then in the middle of it, part of it was also like candies from like when I was a kid that you get from like those twenty-five cent machines at the food store. I found Ring Pops. I put all them in there. But in the middle of this thing, I found the biggest bouncy balls that I could. You know, the super bouncy ones? I got the biggest ones because I didn't want the babies choking on them and then someone die, you know? So, but they were in the middle so that when they hit the pinata and they, uh, they only have hardwood floors, it would bounce and go like everywhere, like a complete spillage with bouncing. 
it'd be like the best volcanic eruption ever. It was. I think I might have thrown in like four packages of granola to prove to my mother there was something healthy in it. <laughs> She's the only one that would eat those. Um, I don't think I did Swedish fish this year. I probably did Andy's mints because I was Andy's mints were those ones. They're softer mint chocolate. But my mother, when we were really, really young, she'd put them out in a bowl for when guests would come over. And we would eat yeah. all of them before the guests ever got there. And then she'd be vacuuming. Yeah, and then she'd be vacuuming behind the couch like the next August. And she'd see like 500 wrappers of these candies. She's like, who did this? And since it was six months after, like, we don't know. Yeah, we remember. Yeah. So yeah, I always throw those in because that makes everyone very sentimental. Or the year before, I had gone to a vintage estate sale for many, many years because Kristen was really, really into horses, and still is. She still has her horse. Down here, we have this advertising thing where you can have your business's name put on a glass cowboy boot mug. You know, they're about yay tall. You know, they're curved. They're hard to clean because the hole does go into the toe and stuff. But every single year, I sent her one that didn't have an advertisement on it. I get a plain, simple one. I usually fill it full of candy, stick some saran wrap on it with a rubber band. And she always elbowed her way to get that one. Because they knew horse girl, cowboy boot. That's just the way it was. And then that last year, I found an old lady just had this whole collection. There was like six or seven of them. And I was already like, there's already 20 pounds of candy. And it's like $6 a pound. I'm not going to do more candy. So instead, I got two different boxes of um, hot chocolate mix. Oh, perfect. And just put those in there. Because I wasn't sure if... There's a lot of mixed families because you don't know if they're with the mother or if they're going to be with the father. Like, I was so glad almost that my cousin's family got snowed in because that one meant two of her boys would not be with their mother for Christmas. It's a very mixed family. But instead, they were able to participate in the pinata. Instead of it being like the real little kids, there was a good age range of kids that year. And like another sister, there could have been two extra girls there. So I just, I pad it with cutesy stuff like that. Or I still think it's really funny that the current boyfriend of someone looks like the hedgehog of the mug that he got. Hmm. Well, he does. <laughs> <laughs> And just all that subliminal, subconscious, yeah. And then she means I got to start another box this year. I'm trying to figure out what theme I want to go with. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Well, I still they still haven't told me because even though there was video coverage, I'm still not sure who got the drone. It was one of those fun indoor little kid kinds to where they can't get their fingers stuck in so they don't get their fingers cut off. But right. it would like change different colors and if your hand went near it, it would fly away from you so you could like control it and stuff and like run around the house and oh, interact with it. Versus the kind that, you know, they're like 300 bucks and you need a cell phone and 
You have to be careful of a harsh breeze. But I think I might do that more for the Tennessee kids because one of them's joining ROTC Air Force. Awesome. So, anything that helps with understanding of space, time, flight, and gravity, I'm for it. <laughs> and they do use drones a lot in the Air Force. Oh, I'm sure. Military in general. So anything that hurries up that learning, I'm for it. Cool. I just use one to look at my roof and make sure my shingles are okay. Actually, supposedly it's also used a lot for um, for people that have like meditation channels and they want to see other places. They'll put music behind it and just like watch the trees and the landscape and stuff and they find it very calming. Then you get like advertising revenue. Like there's one video that I I make a joke. I kind of watch it every year, but I don't. But it's just a video of like a fireplace. It has like over five million views. I think they have like this nonstop stream of all instrumental Christmas music. They never take it down. It always runs. It's like a six hour thing of nonstop fire with music. So if you want to start that kind of channel, I know people do that kind of stuff. Yeah, that sounds terribly boring. I don't, I don't think I could even sit through it. Well, <laughs> if you don't have a fireplace or whatever, you can just play it on your computer. Yeah, I have an, actually an app on my TV that does a fireplace perfectly. And, like, I, I'm very weird with music. Like, I don't like other people picking up my music. So I, it just wouldn't work for me. I don't know. I'm, I'm odd. I'm an odd duck. I guess I spend a lot of time alone. Um, <laughs> like I don't like kids. I don't like. I don't like dealing with kids. My my poor wife. She is sweet with all her nieces. And well, I don't mind kids. I just mind the parents that think that their kids should be treated a certain way. And it's like, no, they're dipshit, and it's your fault. And I'm fixing it for you. Oh well, you're better than me because I I would just remove myself from the situation entirely and go go hang out by myself. Well, I was probably this is the only person that when I officially moved away, my mother had to call me to how to deal with my youngest sister. She knew I had sway over her. And she's still a F-U-I-own-the-world kind of person. Mm, that's too bad. It is what it is. As long as we know how to deal with them or know to watch out for. But yeah, that's another reason why I don't make them anything is either one, they already know how to make it themselves or they'd rather just buy it. They don't value anything. So go spend your own money. Here's a t-shirt from Goodwill. Hope it makes you laugh. <laughs> or like one of the second to last times we were up in there, um, my youngest sister was wearing a t-shirt that she got like eight years ago and it was faded then because the only reason that it pushed it over the edge for me to put it in the box is because it was just a face of Chewbacca and it was like faded rainbow stripes. So it was like super hippie Chewbacca. Interesting. Yeah. It, it was older than I wanted it to be, but I don't know how the, print hasn't worn off, but she was still wearing it the last time we went up there. <laughs> so that is the power of a t-shirt. <laughs> it's 
Especially when it has the right thing on it. Bill's always trying to find funny t-shirts. Now he's really getting into it. I'm surprised y'all don't have a cricket. A cricket what? Just a cricket. You mean that cutout thing? Yeah. Yeah, they're 200 bucks. It's not very much. I've looked at people and how they use them. So unless I start a big enough channel where I can start manufacturing my own t-shirts... The only I thing I have press for it and everything. He has just more money, and I have no experience with that whatsoever. However, I do have one company that's making me an iron-on template for Big in the USA. I was thinking about ironing it on to some T-shirts, and then I've told you about my um, <laughs> Tata shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. I hand sewed some, um, I know I got some more. I have another one I haven't actually sewed them on yet. They were right here. But yeah, the, um, if I did big in the USA and then have the two big, um, covers, if I manufactured some of those by hand, that maybe I could do some artisan quality t shirts. I'm pretty good. I mean, I don't mind ironing on the cutout. Cutouts aren't that expensive. And if I can keep getting on super discount sale t-shirts from like Joann's or something, that's reasonable. Because I don't want to charge $35 for a t-shirt just because there has to be some profit in it for me. You know? That's not worth it. Or the other one I'm still stopping myself from doing, but I don't know how long that will last like going and finding like a local shirt that still has the imprint from some like high school on it, still adding the tatas to it, and then you know. Oh geez, that'd be cool. <laughs> Leaving it, it's like Keller ISD High School, and then I have like, like tassel yeah. thing. Like the, the softball team T-shirt, add that to it. That'd be cool. Yeah, and just. <laughs> Make fun of it completely. I mean, that's all the shirts that mostly get donated to Goodwill most of the time, or at least lately, are like businesses, softball teams, and schools. So yeah. if you go and recycle them and make them, you know, coochie coochie mama shirts, <laughs> that would be cost effective. Probably, yeah. Or heck, if it gets cheap enough, do iron on pasties literally because hmm. <laughs> if you leave it empty in the middle you can still sew on a tassel without it ruining the integrity of the iron on yeah, I guess so. yeah. something you have to consider for it not to age appropriately and for it not to um, peel up or fade too quickly So yeah, I do sometimes think about that, but there's so many people already doing that in DFW that are struggling trying to have businesses and all they sell is t-shirts. They have no other content whatsoever. Weird. And there is, um, was it down here? We have something called Printful, I think it's called. They specialize in 
Spotify stores and getting people their printed stuff from their websites. And I was hoping that they could find a different website because I don't like Spotify. No, not Spotify. No. no, what was it? Um, it's not Spotify. It's that other one. Um, they basically run the websites where you can print stuff and. The fulfillers of it are connected to them. Hmm. I don't know who they are. I don't think. Oh, what was that one? Well, they kicked off some conservative people from their platform, and basically it's a web hosting service that has a lot of, I don't know, you would call them like plug-in apps. Oh. So if like you're a comedian or something or an author, you can sell things off the page. And then it can connect with the people who actually make the product. Like YouTube does have a manufacturer for t-shirts. It's called Print Tea or Print Tree. That's where I got the big in the U.S. t-shirt that Bill likes to wear all the time. And I was testing out their quality. But after two months of washing it, it fades to the point where you can't see it anymore. Oh, bummer. So that's why I was thinking about looking around and either redoing how it's printed or painted on, or I don't know, just I gotta figure out a better version for production because I don't like their production. But then you have to have like over a thousand followers before they'll let you officially connect it to your channel. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean. got to make it worth the, the manufacturer's while, you know? Yeah. But at the same time... You're not going to sell a thousand shirts, probably. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, it's just another way for YouTube to get a cut of everything. And I don't like the prices either. So if I just start redoing t-shirts myself and then, I don't know, auctioning them off or whatever and making it more like a fun event type thing, that makes more sense. And if I'm going to have anything mass-produced, I did have... Um, you saw earlier that big crafter logo with the circle with the hand and the heart. That's actually a very high quality sticker, like bumper sticker. And I'd rather like just sell those or whatever. And then if I, I wanted something. a bumper sticker maker so bad when I drove a semi. <laughs> I did. I really did. I just wanted to make them all the time and put them on the back of the trailer. Can't you do that with Cricket? Probably. Probably, but I mean, I live at home and I work at home, and I mean, hell, going to the grocery store is like a big deal to me now. So, damn, I'm going out this week, man. Better shave up. <laughs> you know, like, I see you. I just hardly, I, you know, it's 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 difficult making up a reason to leave the house. And of course, I mean, we got a pretty nice place, and I've got you know some fun toys, so it's not like I'm bored here. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, I went from roaming all over the country to just being in one spot. Yeah, when we were home, so like, you know how there was a pandemic and whatnot, and then John Chris did the video about how we homeschooled growing up. We've been preparing for the pandemic all our lives. It was like nothing. There's no, Our lives didn't change. We don't know what you're talking about. And that's how it kind of feels like for Bill and I. Bill worked through the entire pandemic. Nothing changed there. I took two months off, but my eBay business increased selling a lot of games and stuff to people. 
And then, I mean, I just voluntarily took two months off. And then when I went back, it was just nonstop work ever since. So what pandemic? It was three weeks here where people were freaking out, wearing masks, and the Mexican restaurant uh, shut down. And then after that, we've been business as usual ever since. So. Yeah. I mean, even with like, the farm up north, I th- there would be times where I'd only leave the property once a month. Hey, if you don't have to, you know. Why? I didn't want to go food shopping, and I had hay to move or fences to move, and I had a full working life. People think I'm kidding when I said, yes, I was a fully functioning adult based on today's standards of what makes an adult by the time I was 11. That's how farming is, though. I mean, you know. Big families are like that because when I was 11, we were still in Jersey and all we had was like a quarter acre garden and like 10 rabbits. (laughs) And then all the laundry. Never ending laundry. Oh, I bet. I bet it's just two of us here, and I feel that way. So I can't. No, we we're talking about a family. We only had five girls at the time, and every year my mother said we weren't allowed to use the dryer during the summer. Now, normally, when the wind blows hard enough, yeah, the clothes get soft; they're fine. But if the wind stops blowing, we started making the joke of, "Mom, I can do origami with my underwear, and the towels feel like a loofah." Mm-hmm. That was biblically true. We could. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody puts clothes out anymore. Like, I can't tell you the last time I saw clothes out online. It's been a while. Uh, according to my town, we're not allowed to have some type of drying rack in the back. I'd do it anyway. What are they going to do? Yeah. Put a lean on no, I still like my washer and dryer. <laughs> I like my washer and dryer. I like not needing to go outside when it's 112. Yeah, it was hot here today. Well, this week we have another heat wave. It's supposed to be cooling off, but it's still at least 100. Yeah, it was 100 here. So, yeah. Let's see, what time is it? Mm, about 9 o'clock. If I wrap this up, I need to get to the store before it closes because there's only one place by us that has Texas created milk. So I like to support them as much as I can. Oh, I cool. know it's actually fresh. Like, they have a glass bottle system and everything. Like, if you hand in the glass bottles, you get $2 credit on your order. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, they're very locally based. Or, like, oh. I noticed that our red potatoes that we've been getting from Walmart, they're now, they've crossed over to only Texas produced. For a while, they they're they should tell they're not that far away. I mean, I used to haul potatoes out of Texas all the time. Let's see, was it four or five years ago with all the russet potatoes turned all Texas at my local Walmart, and now they're adding red potatoes. And that's about it that they're making local, or at least within the same state. Right. So, like I said, like the steak we got in the fridge came from the butcher, and that was all local producers. Sometimes he's cheaper than Walmart. That's cool. I don't remember the last time I bought a steak from Walmart. It's definitely been years. Well, sometimes if they have three-pack sales, I will do it. And it's the fastest way to get ground beef. Because 
I know that people think that less fatty beef is like better, but sometimes you just need it to like help cook it. Yeah, fat's flavor. I mean, I was a chef for years. I would, I'd always take 80-20 over. Yeah, it's the, best, it's the best way to get 80-20 versus, you know, they may try to make it taste like the elk or the buffalo. But it's like, no, you need something to like hold it together a little bit. For sure, yeah. So that's why I still bother with that at all. Or it's a good place for like toilet paper and toothpaste. <laughs> hmm. And if all I have to do is order it on an app, show up and pick it up. Yeah, that's I, I do like that part of them. You know, I'm just as I've much even got it down. I use a laundry basket in the back of the pickup and just have them load the bags into that. So then when I get home, I just I have a nice backpack in the Kia, so I don't have to go that far. You have a Kia? Kia Soul, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, cool. The animal will not die, it seems. Knock on wood. I don't think any of my vehicles were... I don't even think Kia was around when any of my cars were made. That's how old I'm No, on. they weren't. But if you need one that's good for putting miles on, I'm over 315,000 miles right now. Oh, well, good. I've got a Honda Pilot that just hit 255 on, and it's running strong as could be. Yeah, right now I'm just saving up to... They said at any time the belt could snap. So just being sure I don't burn out the motor. Yeah, if you got that that far, it's probably the timing belt, I'm going to guess. That's yeah. usually on those. On, yeah. But yeah, you're doing, you're doing good. Yeah. Right so we're going to fix that so I don't need a new motor. <laughs> But yes, I will say good night to you. Can I go get some milk? Make more cheese sauce. Mm, sounds good. Like Have you nice ever read about the keto cheese sauce? The keto cheese sauce? Yes, it's like drinking cheddar. No, but uh, we'll definitely have to have some dialogue. Two cups of milk, <laughs> one package of cream cheese. Put as much cheddar as you can physically shove into the sauce to thicken it up. The only key is don't scald the dairy. Just right. hot enough to melt it, but don't scald it. Just stir it with a whisk to get rid of all the clumps and stuff. And the longer it sits, the smoother it gets. Mm. It is divine. Yeah. And then the only spice Bill seems to want me to have put in it is that uh, one of those cheap packets of taco flavoring. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, plain, plain cheddar mm. works just fine. It is yeah. put that shit on everything. Right on. Well, awesome. Well, be safe on your journeys and give Bill a big old hug for me next time. Will do. <laughs> awesome. Talk to you later. Thank you. All right, bye.